Hi, I'm Lily. And I'm Dan. We are The Loaded. Hello, 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 Dan. Hey, tried, how are you? We're on day try, two. I tried to do something different. Doesn't do. work, Dan, 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 Dan. Lily, I've just done a podcast without you. I know. How did it go? It felt really weird. Like mm, it, it wasn't the same having my wing woman. Oh, you, you were not there. I missed it. It felt. You were too busy chatting on the stage. You just, I know. I just you didn't did want to get a, off that stage. Oh, the people wouldn't let me off. Oh. There were lots of questions. I was quite. I was like, Ooh, I can see. I can writing see. effective proposals, my friend. I know it's like a riveting topic. A very riveting. <laughs> I didn't think that people would be interested, but they were. Oh, but enough of that. Who do we have in the studio today? We have another guest today. We have Dure, who has just joined us. I believe you guys met. You already. pronounced that really just, well, didn't did he? I, yeah, I, I was trying. To, I, was, I was trying to give like good a little job. bit of like a little. Be- a bit better than a lot of people. Yeah, he did well. I mean, he was. People must pronounce that all sorts of different ways. Uh, yeah, it's it's been so different from different people that now I enjoy it. <laughs> it's like, oh, whatever. So, yeah, we just respond yeah. to anything. Yeah, no offense. I'm happy with it. Dory, Dure, Dur. Cool. Everything yeah, is cool. Whatever. Yeah. acceptable. Well, you, you guys have made sure that you met earlier. Yeah, we were on a panel today about yeah. empowering women and the youth of tomorrow. That's well, incredible. It was fun. And let me tell you, Lily, a lot of people around uh, told me that they texted their uh, organizations right after our session to include this topic in their uh, events oh my god that's fantastic so, yeah we be, love it be ready to do it i know again maybe we're gonna do this again <laughs> if, if lily's doing it you'll never get her off the stage <laughs> <laughs> well tell us a bit about yourself tables are turned you tell us about you so yeah now i tell uh, you about myself little bit i think uh, you know by the <clears throat> boo-boo i made in the session so I am the events and marketing uh, manager at the International Association of Public Transport. The association basically uh, is uh, of the motive uh, advancing public transport all around the world. It started in uh, 1940 in Brussels. Okay. And now it's uh, covered around, uh, it has offices in 16 countries and we are working with all the key authorities and public transport operators to advance public transport. Uh, My role there is to ensure that we have seminars, conferences, trainings all around the MENA region to promote public transport. So yeah, I have to wear different hats. I'm an advocate of public transport. Then I have to sell an association business and then of course uh, do events and trainings. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna rewind this to, to much younger. I'm sure this isn't what you sat there saying, this is what I wanna be when I grow up. What did you wanna be when you grew up? Uh, so yeah, uh, thanks for reminding it. That's very interesting <laughs> to go back. Uh, I'm the eldest sibling, so uh, with the three younger sisters. So I was always, you know, whenever we will have a playtime, I would be organizing like, uh, okay, let's pretend this is a school, your kids, I'm the teacher, I'm gonna teach you, or okay, let's now do something as a restaurant. So I was always into, you know, uh, doing some activities and, uh, you know, pretend plays. Uh, My mother tried to push me in becoming a doctor. I did my O-levels in uh, science. But then after my O-levels, I was old enough to stand up and speak to her that, no, science is not my business. So then I moved to business management. But that would have taken a lot of courage to do because coming from sort of the... Middle East, Asian cultures, yeah. doesn't matter how old you get, you, you can't, you, you don't talk back. Especially when your parents are kind exactly. of telling you what they want you and, to do. Exactly. And when your mom is an educationist. Well, there you oh, go. There you go. <laughs> so yeah, so like where, double whammy. Where, did you, where did you find the courage to do that? 
see what gave me the courage was i took up her uh, her what you will say her decision till my o levels and i told her that okay you want me to do science i do science to prove that i'm not running away from studies mm-hmm. i did my o levels with good grades but by the time she, since she is an educationist it does uh, work in a positive way also because she could see that the interest is more towards you know going up there doing something different and uh, so so yeah it took a lot of uh, not eating the food staying in the room locked up yourself but uh, i think initially they were supportive and they realized that uh, this is the field where i want to do something if i if they will take me around in a car all i would do is look at the uh, signboard with ad- advertisements and talk about them and how they could be improved and you know mimicking the ads or oh, this ca- ad- advertisement could have been this way so as a educationist i think i think she saw the potential and on a lighter note she had three more kids to uh, get her wishes <laughs> her, granted her, her lawyer her engineer and her doctor uh, still yeah, can so get it she had one auditor she has an auditor now she has a doctor now and uh, she has a graphic designer okay, now okay she's happy so so she's yeah, happy with that and uh, yeah so i i get, got through that all right and how do you how do you get started uh you mean my career yeah uh since uh, this is i knew this is what i wanted to do but then one uh, mistake which we pointed out in our session as well that after we uh, get our degree we just want to go out there and you know start on something mm. that was me also okay i got my degree now tomorrow from tomorrow i want to go and work somewhere but there uh, i got lucky i got a job uh, in uh, a digital marketing agency and this was way way back uh, you can say uh, 16 years from now so they were already doing something which was futuristic Uh, like uh, that was the first time i heard about uh, msn you know we had msn back then yeah. not facebook and uh, <laughs> all those so we used to put advertisement there then there were other portals where used to put advertisement interactive website so that is from where i started not uh, into events directly mm. but as you as you mentioned the culture aspect at the age of 21 if i will say that i want to travel the world and do events here and there wasn't going to uh, happen be the first uh, step <laughs> so yeah we started from there then from there we got into btl activities uh, that was uh, the first uh, move towards the events so from uh, from there uh, i really liked the mix of digital and uh, on ground activities so we started doing that then i uh, took up a job in the uh, media agency in a fashion magazine so learned about prints there then uh, uh, all that way i got married my husband wanted to move to dubai uh, when we moved to dubai by that time yes i had made my mind that btl conferences events events is what i want to do so here i joined an agency worked for an agency uh, did uh, started working on uh, conferences and then uh, the uitp was one of my clients uh, one of my me- mentors saw the potential and she hired me and from there the uh, training the rest and is events history. yeah started yes what's the favorite part of your job uh that i get to do uh different things i can wear different hats at different times i think that's what i enjoy uh i cannot do the same thing every day yeah 
So but isn't that the most well, amazing that's not, thing? That's not going to happen in I, this industry, yeah, though, is it? But, but also, as well, you know, like working, you mentioned like public transport. I mean, that's like a massive, massive thing at the moment, especially as like, you know, cities are developing and people are looking mm. at like green agenda and, yes. you know, trying to remove cars away from roads and how, you know, the movement of people is massively, massively important into everyday life. Uh, like, yes, yes. I, I'm a big advocate of that. And uh, I think I am very proud that I'm associated with the industry, which is uh, uh, which in a way I'm able to bring some good into the society. As you said that like before the session, we were uh, talking about petrol prices. Yeah. So there again, uh, if uh, everybody starts uh, focusing on uh, public transport, uh, this problem would be uh, solved. Yeah, I mean, you we don't have to really care about the petrol prices. But I, guess, but I guess the challenge with that, though, is like, you know, economies such as Saudi, which rely on all the, like, the oil, then that would that would be a very different story. Uh, but uh, you will be surprised to know that even uh, countries like Saudi and Qatar are now focusing on uh, sustainable and electrical oh, wow. uh, mobility. I'm working with Saudi. I have uh, 28 programs with them this year in different cities and uh, new mobility, uh, sustainable public transport, uh, uh, electrical uh, this is all uh, high on top on their agenda so I was gonna say like tell us a little bit about that I guess mm. like what type of initiatives are they, are they looking to implement so are, any, anything anything that stops me from having to spend over 250 300 dirhams on petrol yeah, but, at hang it's also like you, you know you see like Dubai is very good at these big bold statements and they mm. talked about driverless taxis for example at one point I think they were even talking about flying taxis Hel heli heli the heli taxis yeah you know, uh, so there's all of these innovations in technology which are influencing public transport, driverless trains. So yeah, is, so maybe tell us a little is. bit about that. Uh, driverless, if you, uh, if I tell you, is still in the experimental uh, basis. And if you talk about autonomous, I'll give you a perspective that having only autonomous is not going to solve uh, the basic problem. If it's still a car in which two people are sitting, uh, it's still, uh, you know, not public transport. True. Yeah. So, uh, so, Still pollution. So I think the biggest factor uh, to look at is the first and the last mile. Okay. You need to ensure that you have one app on your phone and you put that I want to go from this place to this place and it gives you a end-to-end -end solution that you step out of your house, you have a metro station or a bus line in front of you. You might need to change in between, but your whole, uh, because that's a problem I see in the Middle East right now. Of course. That yes, you can use the public transport. But you always need to catch a cab. Yeah. Well, that's it, because like from where, I'm gonna, to, where we live in the Greens, you know, to get to the nearest well, metro station, you know, it's a significant walk. It's a 15-minute walk. walk. However, in the summertime... We're lucky, no, but we're, take a scooter. There you go, true. Right, so we're, we're all right, because we're on the line. Yeah. So, like, I can, I can go to work, I can commute to work and come home via public transport, but that's because I live next to the one, one of two lines that we have. Yeah. Do you see, or is the plan that for Dubai is going to be end-to-end? Oh yes, for uh, first like to how last long? mile. It, see, uh, the problem with the cities uh, nowadays in our region is that the transport infrastructure is already there with focus on highways and uh, bridges. I get you. So what you have now, you need to Go integrate over, the public under. transport yeah. into it. So it's like an, an additional layer. If yeah. you see Europe, all the lines are already there. Yeah. Okay. So now the uh, urban planning agenda is to uh, to integrate the public transport into the road system which you already have. So, but 
Most countries, it's underground. That's what makes it easy. Yeah, exactly. Can we go underground? No, uh, we do you, here, you though. No, but it was already, it was already um, pre-considered, pre-planned that there I was going to be an underground. We've... What, we've what you're saying is we've built already. I get you. So how do you? How easy is it to go? Like yeah. the, you foundations and stuff. Uh, yeah. That is where your new mobility comes in. On-demand bus service. Mm. If you have an on-demand bus service, you you really no, need not to. You dedicate it to one line. I get the you. app will look at okay, uh, Lily lives an A area, and these are three more people who want to move from A area. Bus mm. on demand. You send the bus there. Yeah. If tomorrow you live in the C area, four people, same bus you use to transport uh, you. So I think these technology players are uh, playing a vital role in uh, us uh, get overcoming this uh, urban urban planning and integration of public transport issue. How important is Etihad Rail? I don't know if you have any involvement or knowledge of that. They but, are you know, our members. Ah, okay. So, so obviously <laughs> they're building a rail line through the, the whole seven Emirates. Yes, like, yes. How will that impact the country in the future? I think it's going to be great because right now commuting between the Emirates uh, it's is, quite difficult. Yeah, it's so, purely by road. So if, yeah, but also the traffic. Like, yeah. come on, go to Sharjah. Uh, of Ooh. course, but I mean, like, it's purely by road. Yeah. There's no other alternative. Like, if you have a meeting in Abu Dhabi, the whole day is uh, packed. That's and one meeting, yeah. And if you call that day, you're going to say, today I have a meeting in Abu Dhabi, period. The person yeah. knows he cannot get you today. Yeah. But once you have these uh, rail lines built between the Emirates, it makes the uh, commuting easy with Etihad Rail, with Hyperloop. I was just saying, Hyperloop is another yeah. one. How fast are we talking getting from Dubai to Abu Dhabi? On a train. On a train. Uh, if you talk about Etihad or Hyperloop? Both. Etihad first. Uh, Etihad will be a non-stop uh, rail system. So that will be around uh, still 30 to 40 minutes. Which is all right. Like, Can you, know, you map? Really good. Oh, sorry. So one second. So Hyperloop, how quickly? How Hyperloop is like teleporting, my dear. Like oh. It's like a capsule. So can you imagine what this will do for the event industry? Um, huge. Do you know what I mean? Because right now, for a lot of clients in Abu Dhabi, if you don't have an office in Abu Dhabi, it's a problem, right? Or you might, you'll get a project in Abu Dhabi and you're a Dubai-based company. One of the biggest hurdles is we need to, we want to have a meeting right now. Yeah. And you can't do it because you need to allow at least two hours, well, well an course. hour and a half to two hours yeah. to yeah, get out you, there. You need to get in the car, you need to drive, you need to park, you need to right. get to the meeting. So a lot of times, a lot of agencies in Dubai miss out on projects in Abu Dhabi or vice versa. Because yeah. like, I've had agencies from Abu Dhabi want to do a project with us. And I've said, no, not an issue, but you need to understand. When we say we want a meeting, we want it now, like within half an hour or within an hour max. If yeah. we've got an emergency right now, you can accommodate that. But Hyperloop could change all of that. Yeah, you know, exactly. even, even the cost can come uh, way, way low because now if you're working there, you're doing an event, you need uh, a hotel accommodation for all your staff. Yeah. If you are uh, based in Dubai, then you need to have uh, different uh, commuting uh, ways. Yeah. They can't take uh, the bus because uh, yeah. I, I, I'm from public transport, but I experienced the bus between the Abu Dhabi and Dubai line. And oh my God, no, no, that that doesn't work very well. Yeah, it's so not convenient. Yeah, so that will be sorted and uh, you can still be living here, no accommodation cost uh, needed and you can be doing an uh, event in Abu Dhabi. And is Hyperloop a thing? Like we, we've seen it, we, we went they, to Expo, for example. Testing, they are testing it, yes. Uh, they are also our members and okay. they, are, uh, they are working on it. And uh, But is it something that will be viable, I guess, within our lifetime? 
is that if I'm here for the next 20 years, then will I be able to get the Hyperloop to Abu Dhabi? With the pandemic, I really now don't know what lifetime means. It's very true, actually. But a lot of things are A lot of surprises. Yeah, but we are very hopeful and we are very positive. They are working hard on it. If they get the positive support from both the governments, I am very hopeful. Of course, because this is very expensive. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And how important is integrated public transport for the whole GCC? Because you see like what's happening in Qatar, they recently announced all of their like tram systems and they, they've opened their metros. Oh, wow. Saudi has a metro system yes. now. So all of these countries, which were predominantly, I guess, like gas guzzling, car driven kind of cities and economies mm. are now moving into a public transport model. Uh, yes, I think uh, the Middle East has now realized that public transport is the backbone of uh, uh, success of any city. Okay. Uh, so, and they are all on board with us. Even we have uh, high-level sessions, advocacy sessions with their uh, management. And uh, I think all these uh, countries which you mentioned are very much uh, now investing into public transport. And the reason why they're investing is that because it's... Um you know, from it, from an, I guess, like an efficiency, a commutable. You know, is is it is it because that's what they want to achieve, like high commutable kind of opportunities within the population, or is it because they're trying to move to a more sustainable green agenda? Or oh, is, both. Okay. Oh, both. Uh, you both, also become both. a more attractive destination. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Because like, yeah. Yes, yes. But like, also at the moment, we're destinations where if you don't have a car, it's very hard to live. True. Or it start. Back in the day when, yeah, but back in the day where camps were like, co- like minimal cost, it was yeah. fine. But now, you know, each cab ride is is a lot more expensive. So, if you wanted to move here and you're doing your costings and there's no public transport, it it could Indeed. detract a lot of people. There's yeah. a lot more opportunity there. Yeah, yeah, that's one of the objectives. Why Saudi is now working on it. Mm. Uh, what Lily just said, uh, they want to open up to the world. They yeah. want uh, tourists to come. They've already hired 36 mobility new mobility players uh, in their uh, country. And yes, uh, the metro line is opening and uh, public transport is progressing. But I'm going to say, you know, if they put public transport like I guess like front and center of policy for tourism, places like Saudi is extremely important mm. because it's such a vast country. And Indeed. I was going to pronounce it, Alula. Alula. Alula, yeah, that's how you pronounce it. Like, you know, that is an incredible destination that they've opened up to, to the world, I guess. But you would have to fly to a city. You would have to get a bus, a taxi, a car to get there currently. However, if it's much more integrated, mm. you would land in, in Jeddah, Riyadh, wherever, and be able to get public transport there. That, that would be the, the most... I mean, uh, they are building a new city called Neom. Oh, yeah, which of will, uh, Totally uh, be running on public transport. There will be like, no cars. Really? Yes. Are you involved in that? Yes. Tell Neom us a little bit about is that. All, uh, is also our member. It's a, a 100% sustainable city which Saudi is building. And there will be no cars. It will be all run uh, through public transport. They have uh, hired the best of the best uh, of from the uh, public transport field. And uh, work is going on. Uh, there'll be a separate uh, airport will be still needed, of course. Yeah. And uh, the whole set. But it's very city. clever, isn't it? It's a very clever marketing message because the youth of today, the next generation, are becoming more and more aware of you know the planet Earth and what we're doing to it, and they're they're, they're the consumers of tomorrow. Yeah. So building a city that is sustainable and 100%. conscientious. Yeah. 
will be fantastic for tourism. I just find it really interesting that people are building cities these days with that public transport, mm. you know, necessity and requirement, like first and foremost. Mm. Like you, you look at Europe and, the, the, you know, the public transport systems that they've had there and stuff like that. They were all built kind of like once the from city the, was established. Exactly. You know, even the same here for the Middle East in particular in Dubai. Like, you know, we built the buildings first, like mm. many of us know, and then they build the roads afterwards. That's, um, the, that's the challenge you know, we have But then you look at Neom, it's a complete flip reverse. It's like they're looking at the public transport and then they build the city around that, mm. which is a complete, like, you know, 180 Yes, not only public transport, it will be it. Uh, running on solar power. Wow. So it's Amazing. totally a sustainable, uh, city. And will it be fully sustainable or is, is that just uh, kind of yes, like a strap line? apart from the airport, till now I don't know anything which uses uh, fuel. Wow. And, and yeah. when will Neon be ready? Because you see, I see all the billboards and I'm, look, I'm looking like when my mind looks crazy. Uh, uh, as soon as it's built, we'll have the first public transport training there and I'll ping you that. You yes, will let, I will let us know. I want to be a guinea pig. <laughs> but what type of transport are they, are they looking at implementing? Because we have things like Metro, we have Monorail, uh, it, we, it, you know, we have be, Hyperloop. It's going to be a Metro because the city is in one line. I get you. That's how they build it. So it's going to be Metro. Clever. What are people talking about after Hyperloop? Because for me, that's the big thing, which everyone's seen. I saw it down at Expo with DP World. I think they're heavily invested in Virgin and stuff like that. Mm. Like, what's next? Like, will we have kind of like some sort of like uh, flying You put a, a teleport on and you fly oh, you like teleport. Teleport, I mean, maybe. <laughs> Can you imagine like Star Trek? Uh, you know, this uh, cartoons, Jetsons, we yes. used to see when we were kids. Yep. Yeah. Flying cars. That's yeah. it. That's our future. That's well, we used to always think that flying cars would be here by 2020. Uh, not 2020, by year 2000, actually. Oh, my. I, I, oh, well, I, well, years. it sort of is. It kind they of keep is, yeah. They keep saying it is. Yeah. Anyway, we could talk about this forever. Yeah, sorry. I got, I got, <laughs> I got a little bit geeked out I know. Out you then. are totally like, geeked out. I've out. never seen you like yeah, yeah, this. Yeah. What do you think of the show? Uh, this one? Yes, this oh, one. It's, it's awesome. It's amazing to have all like-minded people uh, around in... Uh, one roof and i think uh, it's it's a pleasure meeting people like you mm. guys it's it's always you know uh, nice to see uh, that the event industry is back uh, back on track i will say and uh, as as you also said in the session uh, no matter how tech savvy the online thing will get the interaction one on one is yeah, is, a must. Never. is a must. Never going to disappear. Yes. So so I think it is an amazing platform for like minded people uh, to come on board and uh, discuss uh, the future of the event industry. Well, look what awesome. could happen in the future. You know, they could get a train from from Riyadh or from Abu Dhabi and attend and come by train. to Middle East event yeah, awards and then go oh, home. Oh, yeah. uh, we can do uh, an event on the train. Yeah, exactly. There we, there we go. go. So many options. <laughs> so many on the, options. On the metro before. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming in thank you for thank your time you. it was a so pleasure much. thank All you right. very pleasure. interesting thank you hi i'm lily and i'm dan we are the loaded